You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there, you're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today, I'm speaking with the absolutely spectacular, she's the most marvellous, she's the most wonderful, it's Celine Ellis. Hi, Celine. I will. I will pay you later for that, Dom. How are you? I only speak the truth. That is it. I am fantastic. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Really good. I'm quite excited that spring is uh, just around the corner, it seems, at the moment. And when when spring arrives, that means we can talk, start talking summer, doesn't it? So. Well, that is it. I mean, it was 17 degrees here um, the other day. And it was like, I because I, I work for a pizza company known as Domino's. And... I, I was I was doing some deliveries and it was just it was glorious. The sun was out. It was warm. I was in my shorts, my t-shirt. It was just oh yeah, it was bliss. And then well, I was gonna I was gonna say that both we're both sat here in t-shirts and the sun's coming through the window. So exactly, it, it, it's so much nicer. I mean, particularly during like the winter months. The past few months have just been dreadful with the amount of rain we've had. With the amount of oh, it, it's just been horrible. But now we're getting towards the end of it. We're getting towards the nicer season, spring, summer, like you say. And that's it's the time for gigs. It's the time for festivals. Absolutely. And I've I've got a couple of really good things that I'm hoping to be able to announce over the next few weeks. Uh, mum's the word still at the moment, but uh, yeah, it's going to be really exciting this year. I can feel it already. Oh, that's so exciting to hear. It really, really is. I mean, particularly the fact that the other day I was speaking with you on FaceTime with Rachel. Um, I just randomly, I don't know how it actually started. I think Rachel might have sent me a message and then I just randomly FaceTimed. And I was at work, I was doing my usual end of day processes and all of a sudden there's Rachel yourself in the middle of like a, a gig and it, was, it just looks like so much fun. And then Rachel turned the camera around. I was watching the actor that was on the stage. I don't know who it was, but he sounded absolutely outstanding. He really did. It just seemed like a great night all round. It was uh, a superb. It was my first big gig of the year so far. Uh, I'm actually probably for a little while due to the C word that we won't mention. Um, but yeah, I got invited down to Cardiff to do a support slot for for Keisha down there for album launch. And uh, lucky enough, Rachel lives kind of around the corner. So she said she wanted to come and see me live. So it was a brilliant night. And then we got to FaceTime with you as well. So, But you didn't bring us pizza. That's why we FaceTimed you. Well, that's it. I mean, I was going to, but I wasn't made aware of it any sooner. So it was like, you know what? If I'm not going to get told, no one's going to get pizza. So, Fine. everyone okay. listening, just remember that. If you let me know in advance, I'll try and get you some pizza. Okay, that's that, I'm going to hold you to that. Okay? But then those terms and conditions comply. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to get one subject, of those. Subject to status or whatever they say. I need to hire one of those people to do those kind of voiceovers, you know, that reads all the kind of like terms and conditions blah, blah, really, blah, blah, really quick. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how they fit it into those adverts. It's funny. I don't know how but they yeah, don't it was... get tongue-tied. The, Me I, I get tongue-tied just saying a really, really simple sentence. It's like, what? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, yeah. it was a really great. It was a really great gig. It was. Um, it felt like uh, like the world's opening back up again, and it was great to be on stage. And then Keisha had the full band, and then at the end of the night, we kind of left with that you know that kind of mild ringing in your ears you get after having a really great night with live music. Mm-hmm. And I haven't haven't had that for so long. It was uh, such a really great feeling, to be honest. 
That is it. I mean, we, we were not going to mention the C word, but because of the C word, we have had limited experience with a lot of live music. Now, over the past few months, things have been opening up again. People have been starting to go touring again, and there's been award shows. I was lucky enough to host, co-host the Bells and Gals UK Country Music uh, Spotlight Awards, and that was with the wonderful Joey Clarkson. And it's, it's so nice to be able to kind of look forward to the future, look at events that are going to happen now. Whereas before, it was like, that may, that may not happen, we don't know, keep an eye out, and then you're constantly yeah. like, on edge. There isn't that anymore, and it's so nice. That, that kind of on edge thing was really not good for people's mental health and kind of security. And you, you just didn't know if things were actually going to be happening until like literally sometimes the hour, hour, two hours before it was kind of scheduled to go ahead. So that really didn't kind of sit well with me. So I've taken my time kind of booking out gigs and coming back to the real world nice and slowly because I just wasn't going to deal well with that kind of uncertainty, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a difficult thing, obviously, you know, as yourself, you're because it's a lot of money. You know, you because it's not just say you're booking a gig. You've got to look at if it's a long distance one. You may have to look at accommodation. You've got to look at travel costs. You've got to look at you know time away from work and where you won't be paid for that. You know, there's a lot of factors that kind of come into it, and a lot of people don't realise that. But then it's nice to now actually say, okay, then I can now do X, Y, Z throughout the year. I know I can book this amount of time off to do this, or I can plan this studio project, or I can do this project, or I can spend some time at home. And actually relax and don't yeah. feel trapped in the homes. Whereas before it was like, I've got to stay indoors. This isn't nice. I want to go out. I want to flee. It hundred percent, hundred percent. So I've got to kind of easing my way back into things. Now the sun's shining. I'm really looking forward to. Um, I've got local localish gigs um, this month, but next month I'm I'm up in Staffordshire. I'm up in Manchester, and I'm really looking forward to kind of getting back out on the road a bit more and kind of pushing those boundaries getting out and about and seeing people and singing some songs to everyone well that's it you need to be up north more everyone needs to be up north more you need to come up north <laughs> you need to come don't just hover around manchester come across over to leeds and york and i'd, I'd love, to. I'd love to we need to go out for a drink as well we need to yeah we actually, do even if it's a cup of tea or a cup of coffee somewhere just a hot chocolate just anything just oh, I'll, i'm gonna add that to my list of things that needs to happen this year then dom I'll exactly have to come up to your neck of the woods and we'll go for a beer and a coffee oh now this this is this is the planning I like. This is this is the kind of stuff I like. Now, in terms of planning for the future, we have some new music coming out. I do, yeah, and I'm incredibly excited to share it with everybody. It's uh, something I've been working on for a good few months now, and uh, when I released um, "Without Me" in November, um, that was the kind of first track from the new EP. Unraveled, that's the title of the EP. Yeah. Um, and it was uh it was a song that I don't even think I would have ever have chosen to release, but so many people were asking me to release it. I dropped that one early in November while we were finishing off the other four tracks on, on the EP. And uh, I've had such a warm reception to to that track, which I think the best uh, description was from Sammy from Three Chords Country. She kind of called it a, a really grown-up look at a, a breakup. Yeah. Which um, I think for me, because the the actual uh, song itself is about a, a breakup that occurred quite a while ago for me now, but it's taken me this long to be able to write about it and to kind of address that. Um, I'm looking at it with uh, certainly more grown-up, more 
reticent eyes looking back now and I can look at it differently yeah and say the things I really wanted to say at the time in the song so that's the start of it that was the the ball rolling so to speak before Christmas and yeah the 25th of March the uh the EP is released unto the world Ooh, it's it's so exciting I mean it really is exciting. So, yeah, you mentioned Unraveled. So that's the title of the EP. Yeah. And there's, what, five songs on it. So you've mentioned Without Me that's already been released. Yeah. But that's not the oldest so, song, is it? No, the old, oldest song on there is actually, God, it must, I reckon it's got to be 15 years old. Probably could even be more. Um, and what I'm trying to do with my releases is, certainly this EP, I wanted it be, to be a consistent, cohesive um, piece of work so I wanted to kind of not just throw five songs that I've written onto an EP I wanted it to kind of make sense so yeah um, starting out with a song called Gasolina Matches which talks about the kind of first spark of a relationship um, how you know one person is a heck of a lot more into that relationship than the other person and you're getting strung along a little bit and all that kind of business yeah. all the way through to Without Me which is you know, quite simply put, the final closing of the door, literally, on, on a relationship. And that's kind of where I came from. And to do that, I kind of pulled on some songs that I wrote 15 years ago, or one song I wrote 15 years ago, and um, it kind of fit that kind of story that I wanted to tell, or unraveled story that I wanted to kind of pick away at the the layers of relationships in, in, this, uh, in this record. So that's why we've got a really old song on there with some of the newer songs that I've written. No, it does everything. I mean, the wonderful Rachel from Scarlet River PR, she she sent me the um, the official press kit that we all press get. Kit. Yeah. And it talks about the songs. It talks about, like, the meanings behind the songs, all that stuff. I love going into the letting people know the behind-the-scenes stuff of what we actually do and how we actually get information. And it is... You read through it, and each song... You, it is a timeline. It is almost yeah. in chronological order, and you can picture it. You could, you could make a movie off this. I mean, yeah, you could really. Yeah, so it's a very good point. It, it kind of, it. They're all from different relationships. A lot of them are from older ones and some new experiences, and some kind of character-driven stuff. So it's not actually about me. It's more about a scenario. How would this these people work in this scenario? But it is kind of like a story. It could kind of be the one, the one person kind of mapping their kind of relationships over years. Certainly. I mean, if you've got if you've got the money, one good thing would what I'd love to see is music videos. So it's something I've I want to do I want to do more of. Um, I am terrible at having my photograph taken at the best of times, so I would be absolutely rubbish making a music video, I think. But it is on my list of things to achieve this year is to do a music video. Now, a, th a thing that I think would be quite kind of nice is obviously um, release a video. So we'll go, in, uh, we'll go in order. We'll start with gasoline and matches and have, you know, your couple, you know, whoever, yeah. whoever you want it to be. It could be some A-list celebrity or whatever. And, if I had the money, yeah. <laughs> and then use the same people in each mm. of the songs and then going through different stages and showing the developments and then just that way it ties it all together and makes it... Oh, flowing. wouldn't it be ace? But again, money. 
it is, I'm not, it, well, for me, there's a whole personal wall boundary that I've got to get better at Yeah, being in front of the camera. But um, yeah, m- money for things like that is uh, is kind of where, where the, the sticking point comes. And also sometimes even if you've got the money to make something, mm-hmm. it's like, is that going to actually be money well spent? Yeah, exactly. So, in, so instead, what I decided to do for this EP was I've wrote written i've written a book oh <gasps> oh i know exciting stuff Ooh. go on so tell me so more. so i've i've decided to kind of take each of the songs and kind of explain the story behind where they all came from uh-huh. the recording process um how we kind of recorded them um and just kind of give people insight into the the way that the songs kind of became what they are now yeah as something physical so that people can can spend a few quid and support me in that sense and have something physical because I don't make CDs and music in the digital world these days seems to be a little bit disconnected from people so I wanted to kind of create something almost like a remember the sleeve you used to get on your tapes or your Mm -hmm. CDs and I used to yeah it tells you about each song and about the artist exactly. and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or even back in the day when you used to have those big double album vinyls oh, that you used yeah. to open. And, and I, you know, one of my earliest memories is sitting and playing my dad's vinyl records. I used to open up and read all the lyrics and see who recorded what. And um, so it's trying to get back to that kind of interaction with music and that connection with the, the listener and to give them something tangible yeah. to go along with the digital music. So, that's where where that's come from. Is there is it so the actual book itself, is it a collection of it all put into just one solid paperback yeah. bag thing? What's it called? Is it, it's is... just gonna be it's just the unraveled scrapbook, basically. Ooh. So so there's like um there's there's I've I've written about the songs, I've written about where I was in 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 life when writing those songs, where they came from, how they came to be, the the the, the version they are now um shadow of the moon for example is the third track on the ep and it, it's i think that's got to be a song that i have changed altered rewritten worked on possibly the most out of all the songs i've ever written it's kind of gone from what it originally was and gone through at least 10 15 or more iterations before it became what was recorded and even in the studio when we were recording it uh, with the guys I worked with in Staffordshire, um, it kind of changed again and I added another section in the studio. Now, something something completely irrelevant but is relevant. When you've got a song like, say, Shadow of the Moon that you've changed a number of times, when you go to perform a song like that, do you ever find yourself going back to like older versions or totally different, completely different versions or adding even completely different tangible things into there absolutely it, it, when I sing that one live it's never the same twice I don't think which I kind of like that it's like an ever-evolving song yeah and the, the recording that we've put on this record is kind of going to be that's the version that happened that day yeah. and then next time you hear it um it's going to be maybe slightly different than my <laughs> I've changed the key I've changed the verses around I've Changed the, some of the rhymes in there. I've changed, I've changed move lines, changed lines, added bits, taken bits out. There's, uh, yeah, 
it's had so many different versions. You see, that's why people need to actually go to you know, like gigs, actual real life gigs, because you get to witness these different changes. It's not just the same thing over and over again. It's not, you know, it is something completely new. It's a new experience each time. That for, that's for me what makes live music so special is because you can sit and listen to the records and don't get me wrong, I, when I'm recording, I actually love the process of recording so much. Um, I work with two guys up in Staffordshire, Matt and Tom Bishop, and uh, they are. we have so much fun in the studio. I go for a, one day every month and it goes so quickly and we get so much done, but we have so much fun. And that to me is kind of, it's, it's all that old adage of, you know, it's not just the destination, it's the journey. And mm-hmm. for, for me, for me now, um, that is a massive part of this and once these are now recorded and stuff that's just the start i feel yeah because that's that's we've captured that song then on that day or over those days and then as you play them live they can evolve and change and if i'm playing on my own just me and my guitar or if i've got some other musicians with me it, there'll be slightly different interpretations and ways of playing them so yeah live music is definitely the way you should hear music oh definitely it really is i mean just like like we were saying towards the start about the whole c word and not being able to witness it you know it's even more it just shows the kind of importance now of what live music is and actually going out and seeing people seeing particularly you know independent artists the ones that have really struggled the ones that of breaking you know breaking the backs just to keep going and he's still doing it and you know round of applause to yourself to everyone else in the indie industry you know still going strong you really are it's it's for the love of music though as i'm first of all i'm i'm a music lover i love music i listen to so much music it's that's my my passion and to be able to play songs live to people and kind of chat to people and interact with them and is just, uh, you know, tips me over the edge a lot of the time. It's kind of fills my cup massively. So to be able to have that those experiences again properly now, don't get me wrong, live streams and that kind of connectivity we had during lockdown that was so precious at the time, that's always going to have fond memories for me. But getting out there now and actually having people sing my songs back. That gig that Rachel FaceTimed you from. Yeah. It was a room, room full of about 100, 120 people. And uh, I'm from out of the area, so no one knew me before I stepped into that room. So I was a little bit nervous, to be honest. But by the time I'd finished my set, everyone was singing along with me at one point for one of the songs. And that is such a powerful experience. It really is. It really kind of, I was buzzing for about a week afterwards. I mean, I've just, I, people will be able to see this. We're talking via Zoom at the moment, and I've got goosebumps just thinking about, you know, the whole crowd interaction. I love it when people get involved, get singing, you know, even if it is just you're trying to sing a melody or trying to hum along or yeah, get involved, love it, enjoy the experience, enjoy it whilst you're there because those are the memories that count. They really are. Oh, absolutely. For me, they're the ones that, that stand out. I mean, me getting to tell these stories and sing these songs to people and just hearing them applaud at the end is, you know, and kind of whooping and whistling and cheering is just superb. But when they're actually singing along with you or back at you when you've taught them the little the little lines that you want them to say, oh, mate, it doesn't get any better than that. 
that's it. Thing is, though, it, it, I always find it fascinating, the people that don't want to get involved. Because you go to these events, you go to these gigs, you go to these festivals, and you know for a fact there's going to be something. There's going to be somebody trying to get the crowd going. And it's so much more enjoyable when you do get involved. It It's the whole, like you're saying, you know, the interaction, the... It's everybody coming together and mm. being one. It's been a family. Why would you go to something and not want to be actually part of it, you know, if you can? I mean, there's some some things you go, you, you pay your money and you go to and you'll observe it. But if you've paid some money to go somewhere, even if it's for free and you don't, you know, you've gone somewhere and you can get involved, surely that makes that experience better. And I'm a big believer in experiences over stuff, yeah. Um, I like to travel. I like to go and <clears throat> um, see live music, go to the theatre, that that kind of thing. Having experiences for me is, I, I rate them higher than owning things and stuff <laughs> these days. I think it's because exactly. I'm getting old. <laughs> thing is, though, <clears throat> I'm not, I would, well, I don't like to say I'm old. I'm, I mean, I'm about to hit 30. And That's not old. Exactly. And But I, right now, I feel it. Because when you speak to other people, particularly younger people, you know, it, a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people are just wanting things. You know, it doesn't have to be materialistic. It's like followers or views on TikTok or mm. little things like that. And to me, that's not what it's about. It is about going out and living life now and not absolutely, absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I I've kind of taken on board since the C word and the lockdowns and stuff is that experiences are the things that you actually talk about with people. When you meet up with people, you don't sit and talk for an hour and a half about that thing you bought last week. You may mention it briefly in passing, but you tell them about that festival you went to and when you saw so-and-so or when you went uh, canoeing down that river or went on a holiday to, went to, so-and-so for the weekend or what those are the kind of conversations that actually create lasting even more yeah absolutely oh i mean it's like i say you know it's so nice to be able to go and do these things and talking about going and doing these things you've got something planned for tonight haven't you yeah i'm off to do a gig tonight in i live just outside northampton so i'm playing at a um, a bar in Northampton tonight for some some rowdy people, I imagine tonight. So we'll be mixing some up, upbeat covers in with my own music tonight. I'm sure just to keep the crowd happy. Again, you know, rowdy rowdy crowd is what you want. That that's the ones that really make the night go. Oh, good great. fun! Yeah, good fun! Yeah. What kind of covers do you enjoy doing? I like doing a bit of everything, to be honest. Um, so tonight I've kind of sorted my set list out already. There'll be some REM, some Marine 5. Um, I'm going to try a weekend track for the first time tonight. Ooh. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm giving, giving uh, the weekend's blinding lights a little bit of a country Americana feel. Oh, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to do like a recording of that. I would get. I make a vid. I'll make a vid. Make a video of it tonight and send me. I'd love to be able to watch that. That'd be amazing. Um, I try and steer away from some of the country covers that I do in 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 gigs like this because uh, they just don't know them. So there's actually no point in doing those kind of covers. So yeah. Um, but I I try and do less cover gigs these days. 
I spent a lot of time in a band doing covers uh, many years ago when I, I kind of had a falling out with music after spending so long mm-hmm. on covers and not not my own music. So, but unfortunately, in the in the modern music industry, these are the kind of gigs that kind of pay for the studio time and, and yeah. all the bits and peripherals that come along with it. Unfortunately, so well that's it. I mean, it's the same as when you're trying to book gigs as well and booking you know even if it's a small venue such as a pub you know they'll want to know what kind of music you play and if you just say that you just play your own music some places admittedly do love that but the majority of places they they, they do want to hear the yeah the usual i use the quotation kind of ju- marks here yeah the jukebox songs you know songs yeah. that people know because i i'm new music to people is not necessarily what they want to hear when they're out on a Friday, Saturday night with their mates. They want to hear things that they can enjoy and kind of they're familiar to them so they can enjoy the atmosphere. If they're coming along to hear new music, they've made that conscious decision. It's a different story, but it's a bit of a background kind of bar vibe. But at least it's a chance to promote your music and that's what everybody should listen to. You. Exactly. (laughs) Thanks. That's twice I'm going to have to pay you now for this, aren't I? You see, I'm just trying to rake them in now. (laughs) But yeah, I I mean... I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited to hear this EP in full. Really am. I can't even tell you how excited I am. What what I think's happened since we've recorded um, Without Me and then recording the other four tracks, me and the guys in the studio, we've only worked on two singles, which was Fallen Angel last summer and Without Me in November. And then we jumped straight into recording the rest of this EP. Yeah. And in the process of doing so i think we've actually found my sound what i i've kind of not that i didn't know what it was but i think i'm i'm really happy with the kind of um the kind of sound that we've we've created with these tracks uh the kind of um blurring the lines a little bit between country americana a little bit pop a little bit rocky there's just a little i'm kind of like a a melting pot of of uh, genres really there's a little bit of everything kind of coming in mm. a little bit of this a little bit of that um, um me and the guys were listening to a lot of um brothers landreth lissy kate uh, katie pruitt um as we were kind of getting getting some of these tracks together so there's a lot of influences coming from all over the place that's what it's about it's one of the most difficult things to do as an artist is actually finding your sound, but it's about the journey getting there. And you know, you've you've only you've done this for a couple of years now. And you know, I'm not going to say how long because I'm I'm a nice I'm an, I'm a nice guy. Thanks, thanks. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's so difficult trying to find out who you are. And to say that you've you've gotten there is such a momentous milestone. I think it's only going to go up from here as well because. We're already working on on the next tracks for after this release, which will be kind of uh, dropped in around summertime, Ooh. ready ready for festivals and stuff. Um, and we've already taken them up another notch again. I think even in the early stages they are now. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. It, it's, it's one of the things I need to do though, Dom, which is kind of a little bit scary and a little bit exciting. Is I need to find a band. I think there's only. I mean, I love going out with just me and my acoustic guitar. That's kind of the core of everything I do is me and my acoustic guitar. But I think at some point later this year, you might see Celine and a band. Now you need a name. 
No, no name. No name. That's no. that's the name of the band. No name. <gasps> okay. There we go. We've done. That's it. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just going to turn this mic off now and go home. Oh, Lie it down. <laughs> Dom said. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's a big step. Is then going from doing things solo to then getting a band. You know, because obviously, yeah. eventually the band will want to be paid, and you know, yeah. not everything comes down to finance. I know that. Because um, it's the whole of getting people. But it is a big factor in it. It is a massive factor in it because when, when you're looking at me making a decision if I'm going to do a gig for expenses only or if I'm putting a, a, a price tag on that plus travel time, etc. I'm not just thinking about me now. I'm actually got to think about people in a band. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of different options. They're kind of, you know, chatting to a few people here and there, just kind of putting some feelers out at this stage. But we'll see how we get on. And I don't think it's going to be something for, for every gig. I'll mm-hmm. still very much, you know, be me and my acoustic and then drop in the full band showing for when the, when the time calls for it, I think. Yeah. Hey, the other hard thing as well is finding people that fall, not fall in line, but kind of sync with you and your sound you know you don't want somebody who is completely at the other end of the spectrum that clashes with yourself you know you want to be able to all work together and come up with beautiful music and you exactly, want to do that yeah. as a solo artist cannot wait to see what happens in a band it's it's gonna be exciting i think i think i'll be i'll kind of be proper scared at first and the first the first live show i think with a band i would i will be the most rigid person on the stage going oh my god is this gonna be okay <laughs> so we might have to have a couple of like uh trial trial oh. gigs in a oh. local bar somewhere definitely what you need to do is do a nice little trial gig that involves me rachel everyone else involved within the country scene and then we get to just chill and we all meet together and oh okay just a nice little quiet thing, and okay. then maybe maybe get a few fans involved. Hmm. Yeah, okay. But yeah, that's see what we're doing there. Yeah, I, uh, I it's all stuff wait. in the pipeline. All in the pipeline. The pipeline is very chocker this year. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure gonna lie. We can fill we can fill that pipeline further and further and further. <laughs> I mean, there's there's always plenty of room, and if not, we can always just swap a few things around. Yeah. Maybe when I come down to London uh, for the live in the living room um, show at the Bedford, uh, I can just tap up all the people that are going to be playing there. You want to play my band? Do you want to be in my band? Well, that's it. I can't. I so can't wait for the actual gig because it's May May the twenty second, and yeah. it's myself and Joey Clarkson that's hosting the superb hosting the uh, event, and I just can't wait to see everyone again. And it's going to be a, an absolute... I'm coming down for the entire day so I could just hang out and be a music fan as well as be a you know an independent artist playing in a round. And I'm so lucky. The, the other people I'm playing in my round with are uh, top-notch. So I'm kind of uh, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a superb day. It really is. I mean, the, the last one that I did was in November and it was such a great day the whole day from start to finish even driving down you know drove down from uh, york all the way down to london and then drove back that same night after hosting the whole day it was it was a full full day and i remember having to pull up at like leicester services and sleeping for like half an hour because it was like i'm tired i need i need to close my eyes here but even that was just it was it was a, such a great day, and again, you know, I can't. You're gonna have to join us on our table 
I mean, I might be getting up oh, and yeah. down every so often, you know, yeah. <laughs> getting on the stage like, but you got a job to do. That's fine. But, I'm yeah. sure we'll hang. I'm sure we'll get to hang out and have a beer, if not before then. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, it's my first time um, doing a, a proper writers round as well, which was on my oh, my big tick, my big tick list of things to achieve this year. So I'm that's yeah. perfect. You see, yeah, that, that's what we like to do at Lives in the Living Room is we like to make people happy, tick people's boxes. Yeah, good stuff. So. We'll go back to Unraveled for a second before I go on another <coughs> tangent to something else. Okay. When it comes to writing these songs, now you've wrote, you've written them throughout multiple years and when it comes to actually, I know you've, you'll have mentioned this in your book, but, you know, I, I like to hear it from yourself. You know, mm. what what's it like going into, like, the past and... Dread, not dredging, but bringing it up again and actually getting it onto paper and then having to perform it. So, Without Me was pretty much the first time that's actually happened for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not that I was avoiding writing about that breakup. It was more a case of... Uh, um, I started uh, writing. It was actually um, a friend of mine put a, a quote on Facebook, which is the first line of the chorus, which is, uh, your heart thinks quicker than your mind. And I screenshotted it and I messaged her and I said, that's going to be a song one day. Mm-hmm. She, goes, she goes, oh, that, yeah, that's lovely. Uh, yeah. And then, because uh, <laughs> that's what some friends do. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I was just kind of messing about doing a songwriting uh, session. And uh, yeah, I started with that one and I was like, oh, okay. So we're going to write about this now. Okay, this is happening. This is how it's going to go today. Okay. And it just kind of, that's what just comes out. So it's not something that I set out to go, right, I think it's been enough months, years, weeks, whatever, since that event, I will now write a song about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can happen, but this, with with these kind of very emotional ones, and for me, that breakup really quite rocked me. It was the first time that um, I'd seen somebody that, upset about a breakup and uh when you kind of live with somebody and you literally were leaving and it was quite a hard thing for me to deal with at the time and I don't think I handled it very well yeah and I think writing the song allowed me to realize I didn't handle it very well and the things that I could have done better and um but yeah and playing it now it's it's quite an emotional thing um but that's also a good thing. It kind of makes me very vulnerable. But I don't think that's a bad thing. When it comes I was a to, bit scared. When it comes to performing these songs then, and it does get emotional, it does... Do you find that that adds to the performance or to the message that you're bringing out with the music? Because obviously when, when we become emotional, you know, that affects us in so many different ways, mentally, actually physically, yeah. you know, by the way that we're talking or the way that, because I know this for certain, you know, when you, when you cry, when you try and sing, when you're crying, your, your voice breaks. It, oh, absolutely. It, absolutely. It crackles. And, but to me, that's not a bad thing because it's adding certain flares, yeah. things that you can't normally get, you know, yeah. by actually trying to push it out. It's something that's just so natural. And it's even worse for me. If I start crying, my sinuses block up, I can't breathe through my nose. It's kind of a whole kind of hot mess. 
So I try and not cry <laughs> when I'm trying to sing because I'd be useless for a good couple of songs after that. But um, I try and slot this one in before a nice upbeat fun one that I can kind of shake it off straight away afterwards almost. Yeah. But I do try and try and get into the kind of emotional zone when singing it. I close my eyes a lot when I'm singing this one just to kind of focus it and pour that into the performance rather than kind of let it kind of overtake me, overcome me, so to speak. And then normally I, I burst straight into a an upbeat sing-along road trip type song so I can really bash it out on the guitar and yeah well it gets the crowd pumped back up as well yeah exactly you don't want to leave everyone crying in their uh, <laughs> crying in the in the beer but even so you know if you do get everybody crying in the beer at least you've engaged the audience you've you've sparked an Definitely. emotion and that's what being an artist whether it's a music artist or a, a painter or a decorator or anybody that creates something yeah. To invokes emotion and whether it's happiness whether it's you know laughter whether it's sadness whether it's crying whether it's anger it's generating something and it, it's not a bad thing you know and you know what they say it's it's always it's always all right to cry it's always nice it, to let it go absolutely every time my mum hears it or what hears me singing it live she cries she like proper balls her eyes out cries um so i can't look at her when i when she's in the audience or anything but yeah it's as, as sadistic as it sounds trying to make somebody cry is actually something that we strive to do because you've re you've reached them the the story you're telling the emotions you're putting into it has uh has evoked that back from them so they're relating we've got new merch tissues selena is part <gasps> <of> tissues <laughs> yeah okay Tom, you need to be on my team. You've had like four great ideas today already. That's in the space awesome. of an hour. Mm. I mean, it, it's something, it's quirky. It, I, I don't know if people would buy it, but <laughs> it's readily available. Yeah, and for, unfortunately, I don't do that many tear jerkers. So <laughs> it's literally going to be for that one. Well, that's there's, it. There's what? quite a few breakup songs I write, but um, they're mainly kind of, yeah, breakup songs, road trip songs. What you do is, just before you perform, you say, okay, ladies and gentlemen, so this next one is something that's really emotional, and it touches me deep with him. Now, if you do find that you're upset, please head over to the back. There are some branded... <laughs> <To the> merch stand. <laughs> and we'll have some tissues readily available for £2 a box. And... <laughs> two, no, £2 for each tissue. Well, well that's it. Each kind yeah. of one ply. <laughs> Covid has hit hard. Do you no. know one of the things I, I I actually I'm really rubbish at is is merch and stuff. Yeah, I need to get get more on top of that. So yeah, you need to come on my team, Dom, and uh, and help with the merch side of things. I think even if it's not helping with anything, I'll be on your team. <laughs> Good man. Now build an we'll build an empire. That's it. We, we are. We're going to build a kingdom yeah. around around the world, and yeah, you're you're at the top it. of the pyramid. Okay, let's do it. I'm liking the sound of this. You're our messiah. Oh, okay. We'll, yeah, we'll I, bow I could before go with you. that. We'll bow before you. <laughs> no, no bowing, no bowing. <laughs> Make now, me feel uncomfortable. Now, you mentioned, well, we started to talk about Where Do You Go and the fact it's the oldest song. Yeah. Like, when you've got an old song such as that, you know, at what point then do do you think you know actually you know this is now the time? Was it when you was looking at the rest of the songs and thinking this has got a storyline? Was that the moment when you yeah said, definitely? Okay. 
this it, what I was doing, I was going, I've got a lot of songs that I've written over the years that have never been recorded or never been released. And some of them are, are not great, but as somebody who writes a lot of songs, um, I always try and revisit them and go back and um, and see if they would fit a project or fit a, a set list or a, a situation. And this one just seemed to kind of uh, fit the story I wanted to tell across the EP. Um, I was the partner I was with at the time. We were kind of uh, we kept going around in these kind of um, circles where we were arguing, not not kind of sorting out what the argument was about properly. Ignoring, brushing it under the carpet. Yeah. And then the problem never really went away. And then it all started again. And it was just going around, around, around in circles. And I just basically got to myself. I, said, I don't even know what's happening in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And basically, I, I didn't, I didn't kind of recognize the fact that I needed to get out of that kind of endless cycle. Yeah. Um, and she left me in the end, which was, you know, godsend really. But um, uh, it was kind of an really quite strange cycle going round and round. And I actually started writing the song while we were still together. <laughs> I love it, an interesting one that she finds suddenly, yeah. you know, tucked away yeah. under the bed. <laughs> so Celine, what, what, what's this about? Is this about me? Does she know that I, it's about you? No. About her? No, no, I don't think so. Ooh. No. And, and like, I've, do you know what? I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day about um, the people you write songs about that you're not with anymore. Is that weird? And uh, I don't I haven't spoken to this person for crikey, way too many years. Yeah. And I've how you know I haven't got any contact with them or anything like that. So I can't even go. By the way, that one's about you. <laughs> would Would I even want to do that? Would I even want to go? By the way, that song's about you. I mean, it, it's a bit sadistic in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit. It's a bit confrontational, but it'd be entertaining. So yeah, Maybe. okay then. You know how we used to love each other and then we hated each well, other. Well, I wrote this for you. Do, do you like right. it? So, so Taylor Swift released um, Taylor's version of Red. Yeah. Which, in, in my opinion, is her, one of her best albums. Um, and the the kind of speculation about all the songs about Jake Gyllenhaal or is it Harry Styles and all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay. And she's never actually come come out and said, no, that one's not about him it's about him mm-hmm. i don't think i think that would actually take away something from the song it would actually make it physically about a single person yeah so the relatability relatability for people would kind of go so yeah well it's, it's funny you mentioned red actually because i was um i was covering a radio show um for salmon large on ukcountryradio.com and he's an absolutely fantastic guy and he does this thing um where you look back um at charts Mm. And there's something called the twos at three, um, twos after three. Mm-hmm. And what it is, it's two songs after three o'clock that never made it to number one. It's stuck at number two. Oh, nice. And Taylor Swift's Red only got to number two in the charts, which I thought yeah. was really fascinating. What was the record that kept it off the top, though? Because that was that's probably... It was probably something insane. But... Yeah. but this time she released the new album and a 10-minute song was... Number one on the Billboard charts for well, pretty much all of the songs have yeah smashed. Which it. is just, which is just, you know, when they talk, they, when you kind of read up about this, and everyone's like, no, in the modern age now, songs have got to be less than three minutes, and you've got to get to the chorus before forty-five seconds, and then you've got to change it at two minutes because the listener gets bored quickly. And I'm like, oh, 
crikey, whatever, for then a 10-minute song with the same four chords all the way through it mm-hmm. to get to be able she's what she's done with that song is just mind-boggling. Funnily really enough, I, I was talking about that song as well. And the fact that I could listen to that on repeat all day and not get bored. And each totally. time I fixate on a, another part and another part because the way that she changes the tone, the way that she, yeah. the way that the, you know, it elevates at one point and then really drops down towards drops the end. Drops down, yeah. Oh, it's just, it is sensational. It's, a, it's just a roller coaster, isn't it? That entire track is a roller coaster, I think. I, you, yeah. that, 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 that's mine. That, after listening to your music, that's my night sorted. <laughs> Good stuff. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to put that in the car on the way to my gig now. And... Well, Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what, go, okay then, going from that, you know, is there any like specific songs that you listen pre gig to kind of get you geared up? No, I kind of, my, my tastes really do change or it's ever evolving. I've got so many different playlists for so many different moods or what I'm doing. I must have about four or five different road trip playlists <laughs> on my yeah. Spotify. Um, what am I listening to quite a lot at the minute? Oh, so yeah, Matt at the studio on Thursday <clears throat> put me onto the the latest Doobie Brothers uh, album, Libertate. That's a cracking album, that is. I haven't listened. Uh... It's, it's they've 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 uh, some cracking tracks on there. Um, I'm just writing that down. Yeah. I, I, actually, to be fair, Matt and Tom in the studio forever giving me new things to listen to. Um, I've been listening to Katie Pruitt this morning. She's definitely my kind of uh, chilling out, doing some paperwork, sorting emails and stuff, kind of uh, listening. I love her. Brandy Carlisle was on this morning. Um, and then sometimes I go down a Gretchen Peters, Mary Chapin Carpenter kind of um road yeah and then other time other times i'm like no let's get the killers on or the weekend i'm I, yeah there's very little music i don't like that's it you know basically i was talking to some artists the other day and you know as much as i do a country music show you know with the radio with this podcast with everything else in between I was brought up through different genres. I mean, I was brought up through the... I was brought up in the 90s, so it was very much yeah. Britpop, you know, the Brit rock, the indie. Yeah. You know, you Blur, Pulp, Oasis, Arctic Monkeys. And then I used to love things like um, Metallica and Slipknot and different types of, you know, heavy metal. Yeah. Going all the way over to the other side, to so like H2O and other really, really, like, shocking... Clubland songs that you listen to in raves and yeah. EDM and all that stuff. There's the variety of music that you know I I was brought up with and I love. I there's nothing I don't like, mm. and that allows me to then look at different songs in different lights because country music, in the sense, isn't just this thing in a box. You know, this is how no. this is how we was talking about it. It's not this thing in a box. It's this massive thing, and when you try and put somebody in a box. You're condensing their creativity, condensing their, you know, their work ethic, and you just you put in someone in a cage, and it's not fair, it's not yeah. right, and just let people express music how they want to express music. That's where we were going before, and yeah, definitely. You know, that, that's one thing I love about yourself is you don't conform to this set thing. You do you, and that's kind of really what I'm finding quite liberating at the minute with this with the sound that we're creating. There's in 
I grew up listening to 90s country, discovered CMT on Sky TV when we first got it back in the 90s. And I discovered um, Garth Brooks and uh, Patty Loveless, um, Trisha Yearwood, Faith Hill, Tim McGraw. And then further on, you know, Keith Urban. Um, I've watched the uh, the C2C footage of Kit Moore's set last night is just blow me away. I love all that. Yes. But then I also have grown up with the Beach Boys, the Beatles, Fleetwood Mac. Bruce Springsteen's a massive oh, influence to me. Love Bruce. Um, so I'm kind of pulling things from all, all sorts of different kind of directions into the bits that I love um, and what I've been brought up on and what I listen to now and what I like as a, as a sound and a, a feeling. Because I think that's the main thing is music is a sound, but it is actually a feeling yeah. at the same time. So there's all sorts of things going on. But I, I don't feel like I need to ensure there's a slide guitar if there doesn't need one. I don't want to put a fiddle in something just to make it more country, mm-hmm. to make it more country representative. Yeah. It's, you know, if it doesn't need it. Um, well, that's it. That, that was the whole thing with um, Lil Nas X having to bring in Billy Ray Cyrus just to get yeah. into the country charts. It, I thought it was disgusting. And you don't you don't need to put things like lap steel. I mean, it's always great to hear it. Don't get me wrong, yeah. it's an, they're, they're amazing instruments, but not all songs need it. Not all songs mm-hmm. need to have that thing in there. As long as you've got that story in there or that kind of message that you're wanting to get across, Yeah, that's all I care about. It really is. And, and I'm I'm not going to try and do the country music twang when I'm singing. I'm sing, I'm it's that's my voice. Yeah. I you know it's just, just in the same way that you know I'm I I wear jeans and a t-shirt. I'm also not going to kind of start, you know, doing that differently either. I am who I am and I I do me and that's I want to be unapologetically me basically. Exactly. I mean, it's like myself. I wear, I do wear cowboy boots when I go out mm. for a drink, you know, underneath jeans and a shirt. I, yeah. I, that's what I wear. Some, or sometimes I might wear jogging bottoms and a, a t-shirt. You know, you, 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 exactly. you, you do you, end of the day. I'm sure at some point someone's going to go, yeah, but can you just do something about that? Or can you just, you know. And then what you do is you go... <laughs> Yeah, but that that is the music industry. There are people who, you know, if you kind of want to get somewhere, you've got there's some things that you've got to kind of just, you know, kind of push to one side a little bit. But I'm trying my best to be me and just do me because I think there's only one me and I'm the only person that could do the best version of me. That so is it. That's what I'm, yeah, that's where I'm at. Life lessons with Celine Ellis. <gasps> yeah, I could start me in podcast, couldn't I? You should do. You really should. <laughs> I haven't got time. Oh, you, you. I don't. I don't. I don't know how you find time to squeeze all the stuff that you do. Yeah. What What it is is you, we were talking about this earlier. You get your pipe. I mean, you just shove yeah. a lot more in. <laughs> I was listening to uh, Jade Halliwell's um, chat with Kezia Gill on her new podcast uh, actually yesterday. That's brilliant. Yeah. Again. I don't know where she's found the time to start a podcast, bless her, but it's brilliant. I love it. You see, I haven't had a chance to listen yet. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check that one out because I've been so, <laughs> I've been so busy. It's been crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's been, 
I can't wait. You see, this is what I like. I like, I've always loved talking to people and then we get to find out new things. I mean, Doobie Brothers, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be listening to that tonight as well. And now the podcast with Jade and Kez, you know, it happens. I've got a busy night now. <laughs> no time for work. Can't that fit squeeze work in as well, can we? Oh. I, need, I need to find a benefactor. That's what I need to do. That's it. We need sponsors. Yeah. I need a sugar daddy. Yeah. Anybody out there that wants to come message that's me? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I, let's call it, let's, I'd, I'd like to go with benefactor, if that's all oh, right. Oh, yeah, we'll call it benefactors. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. sounds more professional, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if you could sum, not, not sum up the EP in like a phrase, but if you was to describe yeah. the EP in a phrase, how would you describe it then? Um, I think the best way to describe it is it's a collection of songs that tell stories about all the different layers of relationships. Yeah. That... Um, basically, yeah, from the start to the finish, but all the different bits in between as well, the kind of, you know, the, the times when it's a bit uncomfortable, the times when you're on a break or um, when you're in a relationship and you don't know how to get out get out of it. Um, one of those songs on the, the EP Getaway Car is very much about that. It's um, a new couple of people in relationships and they were not good for them. And they'd gotten out of those relationships and still they were questioning whether that was the right decision to do. And I couldn't quite understand it, but it's not really for me to understand, I don't think. But it was fascinating to me that I could see from the outside just how bad and toxic those relationships were. And yet they still were kind of questioning whether or not they should have left. And I kind of had this thing in my head then about leaving a relationship is like driving a getaway car from a bank job or something you know mm -hmm. that's where that kind of uh, metaphor came from for that song see what you have to do is if if you're listening to this and you're in a relationship and you're thinking is this right for me listen listen to unraveled listen all the way through and tie it with your life if it feels like it fits too much are you in the right relationship but don't take me for that you know just you do you <laughs> I don't want to be the person that's involved with splitting a lot of people. <laughs> you haven't got time to be a, an agony aunt as well, have you? Oh, I mean, if people need to talk to me, I'll always try and make time. A lot of times I I do try and make the time to help people who need help and try and be I think here. I think you've just hit the nail on the head there. One of the, the things that I've kind of recognised since um, putting this uh, this record together is actually a lot of these kind of situations could have been avoided if there was just better communication in those relationships. Yeah. If you talk more and you know, don't be afraid to talk to your partner and on a regular basis, even if you think everything's peachy, just have a chat and talk about, yeah, we're doing really well at the minute. Yeah. Me and my wife try and do that on a regular basis now. And it really does make a massive difference. It really does. Yeah. Well, that, that is in, in a nutshell is that word communication. Cause no matter what you do in life, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's at work, whether it's with family, whether it's with your friends, if you're not talking, then things are going to get, as your songs say, brushed under the carpet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good for your mental health and it's good for the relationship. Cause you, you think, you know what they're, where they are in the position or where they're thinking, where their headspace is. But until you talk about it, you don't actually know. Exactly. And I think that's kind of important in all relationships. But maybe that's the next EP. It's the positives of relationships. Next one, yeah? The good side. 
Yeah. <laughs> Coming back from leaving a relationship to then finding the one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's the next one. And then it ends in marriage and then kids and then no money. I don't Nobody wants to hear about that. <laughs> well, you could go into like graphic detail, but that'd be something else. Yeah. That'd be that's a whole a new whole genre. All different genre. <laughs> triple x country oh that would be fascinating to listen to I, i'm not gonna lie and i know it's not radio friendly or podcast friendly as such but yeah that'd be that'd be uh that'd be certainly fascinating anyways unraveled 25th of march 20, 25th of march it's out there for everyone to listen to on the usual suspects and uh if you drop on my socials, um, I'm at Celine Ellis Music on uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And if you feel the need, I'm also on Twitter. I love at Twitter. Celine, at Celine underscore music. Um, but uh, I only check it maybe once every two weeks. So please don't be offended if I don't reply. <laughs> now, if you're listening to this after the 25th, be sure to go check out Celine's music absolutely stunning work stunning musicianship and songwriting ability just you will not be disappointed if you listen to this before the 25th is there any pre-save links or anything out there at the moment yeah I've got a pre-save link over on uh, Instagram and, and Facebook pages um, you can pre-order it on iTunes if you feel the need if you just search for Celine Ellis Unraveled in your iTunes app, you can find the pre-order there, and uh, a measly three pound fifty, I think it is, on there. Yeah. For the whole whole five tracks, so. Bargain. Um, and yeah, and if you follow me on socials, you'll be able to find out how you can order one of the the scrapbooks, the lyric lyric and stories about the songs as well. So. Now, to final to finish off, we just need to finalise the uh, details for the uh, Celine Alice napkins and the tissues. <laughs> So we're we going single ply or double ply? I, I reckon double ply, and uh, it's going to have the logo. In, oh, we'll tell you what we could do though. We could go like proper cotton with like a little Celine Ellis monogram in the corner, like proper handkerchief. Handkerchief, yeah. Ooh. Now then. Oh, we're we're getting somewhere now. It's going to be a nice little embossed thing. Now, <laughs> thank you so much, Celine, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure as always to no. have a chat. Dom, it's absolutely my pleasure every time we get to chat. And I can't wait to actually get to see you, hopefully in May, but, but hopefully before May. Let's try before then, shall we? But definitely in May we'll hang out. So again, everybody, be sure to follow Celine on her social media. If you are following on Twitter, just wait a little bit and she will get back to you. And check out her music as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead and take care. Bye for now. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chats on all things country music.